live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. Yo no estoy en los Estados Unidos, pero en la Isla del Encanto. Puerto Rico, I am in Puerto... I sound like a good boxing announcer, right? Right? Weighing in at 14 podcasts. Some of them funny. Very few informative. From the Elm City. Eh, maybe not. I am uh, in Puerto Rico right now. Uh, this is Brian Buckley again. All right, we're off to a terrible start here. Today is the 26th of March. This will most likely hit the internet on the 27th of March. I am technically... Let, let's start the whoring off early. You can follow me at BrianBuck13 on Twitter. You can subscribe to the podcast, which is featured on such lovely venues as iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and YouTube, all for your listening pleasure. I am stuck, I guess that's the right word, in Puerto Rico right now. My family, well, my wife is from Puerto Rico. We came to visit. Our flight was delayed, meaning we would not be able to catch our connecting flight, which was on Wednesday. So the next available thing, uh, thing it's an airplane, um, available to us was actually on Saturday. So, And that's because of all the spring breakers making bad decisions. All the flights were full. So thank you, Southwest, kind of, because I. it's not the worst thing in the world to be stuck in Puerto Rico, right? I could be, you know, stuck as a Met security officer and quickly lose my job because they don't like to pay them. They like to cut it. We will talk about that later. I am recording this on a iPhone, headphones, microphone. Phones are wild. So if you understand what I mean, I'm on the headphones. So if the quality is t- not as... Up the par as it usually is. I apologize. God, how, what kind of quality okay. is that? I, mean, I apologize. Geez. So, and you know, I, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll touch on a few things that I have not been able to see as much March Madness college basketball as I've wanted to this week. Lots of family obligations, and college basketball is not big here. So, I've been following a lot on my phone, computer, but it's not the same as sitting and watching a game. So, I do know what happened. And if you remember my predictions from last week, I thought these two teams were going to go far. In fact, I thought they'd make the Final Four. That would be Iowa State and Providence, if you listen last week. So I'm right on the money so far. You know, I did do well in the NFL playoffs, predicting games against the spread. I believe it was 8-2, and two maybe. Not good at predicting Final Fours, which I think I know more about college basketball than I do NFL football. But it's quite possible I know very little about either. So I don't know why you're listening. No, forget that part. Forget that. Delete it. Uh, let's see, we'll go over a few of the games, previews, a few of the games may have already happened by the time you listen to this, unfortunately, but I, I can only do what I can do. I'm at the beach all day, you know, it's, it's a tough life. Get, cut me some slack. We will discuss Chris Bryant, the Cubs outfielder that will most likely start the year in the minor leagues, and he totally should, even though he's leading the Cactus Leagues in home runs, and actually has more home runs than some teams, where he did. Maybe I should research that, but he, he did at one point. What else can we talk about? We can talk about how a, the aforementioned Mets, not big on spending money on players, even less so on security. Two things fans would probably be more interested in if they did both. Don't get your hopes up. I wanted to briefly touch on a, a banishment going on at Yankee Stadium this year. Unfortunately, it's not the product but something else that will not be allowed in the stadium this year. Sorry, we'll talk about it. What else can we touch on a little bit? Uh, 
I guess I could get into a rant of college basketball and why the players shouldn't be paid. That is a little stale and boring, but that's eh, kind of what I am. So, all right, what else? Uh, I know I, I, my head is everywhere this week. Puerto Rico is, is, I've been taken out of the American sports scene. So, all right. Uh, there'll be some other things too. Jace, sorry. But uh, let's get into it right now. So we'll, we'll start with the college basketball. And there are 16 teams left. By the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be, 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 uh, what will there be? Come on, Brian. Tw- 12, 12 teams left. Minus four, four games. 12 teams left. So far, we have one number one seed knocked out in Villanova, which is probably the weakest number one seed there was. And two number two seeds that are gone. Virginia, weak as well, came into the tournament struggling I mean, they're a team that can't score points anyway, and their leading scorer, Justin Anderson, had just gotten back from surgery, and he looked putrid, disgusting. I don't even know how many points he scored in the few games, but pretty terrible. And shockingly, Kansas was knocked out. They are one of the most underperforming teams in the recent history of sports. I can't think of anyone else that consistently gets so much accolades, uh, so many accolades for their regular season, and college basketball pontiffs love to tell us how much pontiffs, pundits, like to tell us so, how great their regular season is and how they dominate the Big 12, and they consistently lose their joke. And it's hard to, to measure a college basketball team and say, well, he, you know, they lost in 2011, so I'm not picking them this year. They are different teams, but it seems like there is some, some aura of just playoff disappointment with the Kansas Jayhawks. I'd like to blame Rafe, Laurent, Rafe LaFrance just because I didn't like him, but I think it's beyond him, I think. So I'm not sure. But we move on. And looking at the game starting tonight, uh, we see Wichita State versus Notre Dame. And is that Fred Van, Van Fleet? Van, Van Vliet? Van, right, take a blues. Uh, had a great comment earlier this week about how uh, his team continues to make threes and, and basically – come up big when it matters and he borrowed a nice phrase from the bone thugs and harmony saying sometimes you gotta what you gotta do is you just gotta let your nuts hang it's an everyday thing sometimes so if every team had that mantra maybe they'd get farther if you just do what he said let your nuts hang we got so that they'll be playing notre dame which crazy story with notre dame going to the overtime uh beating who the hell they beat the other day oh shit it escapes my mind i apologize it's so long ago but Mike Bray, Coach Mike Bray, saying his mother died earlier that day. And he was able to coach the team to a victory. That's letting your nuts hang right there. Uh, wow. Okay, Butler, that's right. So, I mean, that, that's impressive. That's impressive. I realize he wasn't playing, but he's still coaching men in an enormous spot. That's going to be, I mean, I'm looking here uh, at CBS Sports as we speak. And the experts, Gary Parrish, Doug Gottlieb, Matt Norlander, Sam Vecini, uh, all picking, all making their picks on these games. It looks split here with Wichita State and Notre Dame. It's going to be a very good game. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it, unfortunately. I will be out to dinner. Uh, well, I mean, quick story here. We'll, we'll detract a bit. I mean, I am in Puerto Rico uh, unexpectedly for a quick wedding. My My wife's father was married, and it was a short time from when they decided to they were going to get married and then actually got married. And I come to Puerto Rico often, and I, although I spoke Spanish in the beginning of this podcast, my Spanish is 
limited. Uh, and the family here, my wife's family, they all speak English. They're very kind to me, and I really appreciate the fact that they do speak English because I'm coming into where they live, and they could easily just say, eh, gringo, tough shit, learn the language, we're talking. But they all are accompany me, and they're beyond nice to me. And I went to a wedding, uh, that wedding I just spoke about, and now when I hear people speak Spanish, I can recognize maybe every fifth or sixth word and, you know, put some sort of idea behind the exact conversation, what's going on. In this sense, at the reception, I'm having a few drinks. I'm in a room of about 50 people, and a lot of people are making speeches, you know, humorous, some humorous, some, some heartfelt. And you, the facial expressions on everyone's face were showing, obviously. And as I sat there, I looked around. This had never happened to me. And I've always been small settings where, you know, sometimes the family, my wife's family would switch over to Spanish. It's their natural language, their native language. That's what they're going to speak. And they say, oh, whoops, we need to go back to English. Brian's here, the gringo. So, no, they don't say that. But I was sitting there in that wedding at the reception, and they're all talking. And after a few drinks, I just look around, and I think to myself, I had some sort of, a, I don't know if I want to call it an awakening, but... I realized for the first time in my life, I was in a large group of people, and I was the only person in that room that had no idea what they were talking about. Absolutely no idea. And I went along with it. And they all knew I was full of shit. I sat there like, oh, that's funny, that's funny. And I'm sure they looked at me like, yeah, 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 like he even knows what he's saying. But, I mean, they're not hostile. It's, it's, it's kind of like Fools Rush In, that terrible movie with Matthew Perry and Selma Hayek. But less hostility, and uh, actually, I never saw the movie. I just know it's some white guy meeting a Hispanic family. That's the only analogy I could make to it. So maybe it's not like that at all. But all right, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, right, college basketball. So the next game, North Carolina and Wisconsin. That should be a great game. That should be a great game. I still see a lot of people are on the UNC bandwagon lately. I don't know why. I mean, they're playing great. They're a good team, but. I still like Wisconsin in this game. They, 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 I don't like Sam Decker's hair. But other than that, I like them. They're, they're, wow, Brian, you like a number one team? Wow. You, hot take. Hot take. Did you see Dean Smith today? Well, you didn't see him. He, he unfortunately passed away. So you definitely didn't see him. Uh, his will was released. And he wanted every person that ever played for him to have $200 which I thought was kind of cool. It's kind of a random number, but I guess he wanted them to enjoy a dinner. I don't know how many dinners I pay for for $200, but I am thinking, you know, whole family, people, whatever. But uh, Dante Calabria, former Tar Heel, posted it on Twitter, I think. I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. And we got to see where his address is. I've always wanted to know where Dante Calabria lived. Now I have it. Took that away. That's mine now. That's mine. I don't care if you blur it. It's mine now. But you're going to see Wisconsin take care of that game. we got West Virginia versus Kentucky. And a lot of the West Virginia players are talking big. They're, they're saying that Kentucky will lose this game and their record will have a one next to it. Well, if they lose, it'll have a one. But they're, they're predicting. I don't know if it's just uh, you know, posturing. Obviously, that's what it is. But beating Kentucky, that, that's a, it's a tall order, Nordberg. You have to give me a few days on that one. I do not know about that. In fact, I do know they're not going to win. Not sure what Bob Huggins... Uh, hopefully there's no one on the K- Kentucky Wildcats uh, any false r- rape accusations because if you didn't hear about that, the 
Miller, Miller Huggins. We're about 90 years too late with Miller Huggins, former Yankees manager, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. Bob Huggins, uh, his daughters, who one of them actually works for the West Virginia administration, uh, at the game, verbally harassing uh, Maryland Terrapin, I believe he's a, he's a forward or is he a guard? Well, whatever. Des Wells, who was falsely accused of rape at Xavier, who was kicked out of school there, then actually was able to file a, uh, filed a lawsuit against the school, which was settled. So you have to think, he was falsely accused and got railroaded. So these women still thought that he was, I don't know if they got the memo on that, but still thought that he should have been accused and prosecuted to the full extent of the law. They went on Twitter and said terrible things, but I wonder if, I ho- hopefully no one on Kentucky does that, but I don't even think they really care. They're a juggernaut. They can't be stopped, and they're going to go undefeated. Unfortunately, I hate to break, break everyone's bubble, burst everyone's bubble. You know, Xavier, Arizona, I don't think Xavier has a chance. Arizona's going to run all over them. Uh, a big fat man in New York told me they should have been a number one seed, Mike Francesa, and we spoke of that, about that before. And just in case, I did a podcast the other day. Am I speaking too quickly? All right, let's slow down, Brian. All right. So I did a podcast the other day. Um, It was actually not even meant to be a podcast. It was just a discussion. It was a Mongo discussion, me, my wife, and a friend. And we just described the inner workings of Mongo Nation. If you want to check that out, that's actually on the iTunes page. That's on YouTube. That's on TuneIn Radio. You want to check that out, go for it. Uh, Just wanted to mention that. A lot of positive reception from the, the internet but you may like it as well. A lot of distractions from this college basketball. Okay, back into it. Gonzaga versus UCLA. UCLA is overachieved to be even be in this spot. Gonzaga is who they are. Is who they are. Uh, so you're going to see them going forward. NC State and Louisville. That should be interesting. I still like Louisville. Yeah. Utah Duke. Duke's going to clean up that. Michigan State, Oklahoma. A lot of these, Michigan State and Oklahoma, I, all I know is the guy Valentine of Michigan State. Other than that, I really don't know many of these players. My, my, again, this whole trip to Puerto Rico screwed up my, my, my basketball viewing this year. College basketball is not the same, by the way. I, I've talked about how I love college basketball, but this one-and-done system now, it's almost like a new team every year. You have to get used to these teams. Like if you saw the Christian Leitner documentary the other day, the I Hate Christian Leitner, which, let's be honest, it was okay. It was very repetitive. It was good. You forgot almost how good he was. But I don't know. You want me to go gaga over it? I'm not going to. But the hell was that? I thought I heard something. Uh, Whoa. Sort of lost what I was doing here. Brian, you're doing a podcast. Um, But college basketball, I mean, you're never going to get that system anymore. And these guys leave so early. These records that for most points scored and everything, those are going to stand with the test of time. I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's move on. Let's let's move on from college basketball. Those are my predictions going forward. I still think Kentucky is going to win the whole thing. Let's just hope it's competitive. Unfortunately, excuse me. Unfortunately, Providence won't be there like I predicted. Unfortunately, Iowa State, I've never been that bad, where I predicted two teams to be in the Final Four, and two of them lost in the first round. My God. Piss-poor job. Bad job out of me. Bad job. Now, we all know about the, the meagerness of the New York Mets baseball team. And next week, hopefully, we can do a little breakdown of spring training, predictions, uh, 
everything going forward with the entire major leagues. I'm not a big spring training guy. I do follow, but I can't sit there and watch a whole game. I mean, you gotta, you guys that do it, I give you credit. You're dedicated. I apparently am not. But we could talk about the Mets today. Who? It's the last few years. It's been quite well documented that they had their payroll has decreased leaps and bounds. Actually, would it still be decreasing if it was leaps and bounds? Because leaping is going up, right? I'll have to double-check that one. I'll get back to you, though. They dramatically cut security staff at City Field last year, even though they knew, they, they even said in their memos that this could be a problem, but continue to do it. The average number of security guards at a game from 2009 to 2013 decreased from 186 to 130. Supervisors also decreased from 43 to 34, and the NYPD officers dropped from 16 to 10. Uh, this was a quote in the budget report saying, due to the cutbacks in the budget, we will be unable to maintain the high quality of security that the ballplayers, guests, and staff are accustomed to. Accustomed to? You mean like not being shot, killed? Well, killed would have been the last one. Shot, robbed, mugged, killed at a game? Why would you want that? Uh, in addition, the Greetings at the gates, it goes on to say, in addition to greetings at the gates, exchange of pleasantries, Ugh, disgusting, at the gate, and along with the quality of the searching, searching, I believe that says, what's a sick there, okay, at the gates will be reduced. I mean, I don't remember, have the Mets actually, ignored, I mean, it's the worst kept secret in the world that the Mets actually were ripped off beyond belief, bamboozled by... Uh, Bertie Madoff, but I don't have they ever actually publicly acknowledged that? I don't know. It seems like this is something that would be stupid to do, uh, lowering your security because it just leaves them open to more lawsuits. And I think, oh, as I'm reading here, the report points out a bulletin from the future. It warns that response time will be up, that there will be more altercations with fans, more lawsuits, more complaints about service, and that searches will have to cut back on to get fans in. I mean, you got to think terrorists are reading this because I and, and I'm not promoting this. Obviously, this is the worst case scenario for anyone. But when you think a stadium, a arena with that many people involved in it, I mean that's the perfect spot for a terrorist. This and I'm not. This isn't some sort of manifesto. This is quite aware. I mean everyone's quite aware of this, which is probably why Major League Baseball is instituting. Uh, Metal detectors this year, which will, you know, people can bitch and moan and complain about the wait time to get into games about that. I'm fine with it. It's the same people that complain at the airports. Really? I have to go through these searches. I have to go through this. It'd be, be padded down. You know, would you rather the plane crash? Like, what is wrong with Do you watch the news? Are you stupid? I have no problem with that. And people like that, I don't know what is wrong with you. You think you're above this stuff. I like my planes in the air, not on the ground or in pieces. Jesus. <sighs> but anyways, but the, the Mets, I mean, they were already involved in a lawsuit this year involved that they settled out of court where apparently the actual Wilpons and front office people were harassing an employee who was, uh, let's see, she was pregnant out of wedlock. I mean, this isn't Murphy Brown. We've moved on from this. Dan Quill is not the one that is upset. I think I just don't understand the Mets sometimes, and I'm not the only one. I'm not even a Mets fan, but I, I don't I don't understand where their head is at sometimes. Of course, they didn't respond to the comment. Uh, well, the comment they didn't respond to the article that this was written in DNAinfo.com. Let's see. Um, 
just going through. Is there any other information? But yeah, they hired a special, special amount of people for Yankees and Phillies games when the real animals come out, and there could be altercations. So hopefully they're – well, not hopefully. They are. They're, they're taking care of business there when it actually matters. But, I mean, the fact that they acknowledge that there would be security concerns by reducing security is – it's pretty despicable. It really is. It's, it's quite an, an indoctrination of themselves and how they don't care. But this is their year. This is your year. I've been told that. We'll see. To borrow a tweet from somebody today, I forget who it was, the Mets are trying to outmet themselves before the season begins. I apologize. I forget. Is that at Marsha Harold? I believe, who was the one that said that. I like to give credit. Moving on in baseball, we talk about young slugger Chris Bryant. Now, Chris Bryant, the last time I checked, had nine home runs. The guy's on fire in the Cactus League. And the Chicago Cubs, who can't even get their stadium. First of all, why are they redoing Wrigley Field? I've been there. It's amazing. The, the crowd itself, not so much. That's a topic for another day. But it, it really is a slice of Americana. It reminds me of Fenway Park. It reminds me of... To a lesser extent, the old Yankee Stadium, not like the new Yankee Stadium, which is an abomination of metal, steel, and I say greed, but they're all greedy, whatever. Back to Chris Bryant. He, uh, he has a, I don't want to get into all the legality of it, but if he starts the year in the major leagues, the Cubs lose a year of free agent eligibility in 2021, I believe. This is off the top of my head, so don't quote me. If he starts the year in the ma- in the minors for nine days or nine games, he they get an extra year of eligibility. Now his agent and fans are saying, "Oh, his agent Scott Boris, I should mention to not admit that, is saying that they are making a joke of the game and the ethics and yeah, blah 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 blah. blah. Shut up! It's about money. Scott Boris is, and this is another thing about Scott Boris. I've said this before. Does anyone find it interesting that? He's an agent. I don't know how many steroid guys he's had. But he, he was A-Rod's agent at a certain time. But, I mean, come on. A-Rod's A-Rod. But Scott Boris, this is an agent in baseball with an obvious steroid problem. Now, and he has an actual doctorate. Yes, a doctorate. And what is the – I want to be sure of the actual terminology that he has. He has a doctorate in um, – let's see here. Ah, yes, a doctorate in pharmacy, okay, a doctorate in pharmacy. That's never mentioned. Is that, is that not odd? Am I the only one that finds that odd? Moving on, Chris Bryant. So if he were to go to the minors and be shot back up a week and a half, two weeks later, they would get an extra year of eligibility. Scott Boris is saying he needs to start in the majors. He's earned his spot, and yes, I understand that. I agree with Scott Boris in that spot. He, he has earned his spot. He has earned a roster spot, but he won't get it. And if Theo Epstein, the general manager of the Cubs, gives him that spot, he should be immediately fired. This is a business. You care about your assets. You care about your team going forward. It's not just always about this year. It's about going forward if they let Chris Brown. Imagine that. But imagine if this guy, if they, could, they had the perfect team, they were ready to go, and then they were, he left in free agency in 2000-whatever, 21. Imagine that. I mean, this, de- this decision is going to be scrutinized beyond belief either way. Because let's say the Cubs come within a few games this year of reaching the playoffs, of missing the playoffs. 
I mean, you can just imagine how bad it's going to be either way. But you have to think when you're a general manager, you have to put your 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 general manager hat on. You ha- it has to be about business. So anyone that thinks that he should start, and you can hear all the ultra uh, ultra whatever the ultra self righteous. Uh, Sports writers and columnists tell you why Chris Bryant should be there. He's earned his spot. I mean, they live in Never Never Land sometimes. I think a few of them actually understand the logistics of this. But you'll hear it. You'll, you'll hear all about why he should be there, why he should be in Chicago, why he should be in Wrigley Field and to begin the season. He shouldn't. Let's be honest. Ugh. All right, so moving on. The Yankees, actually, one of the first things that they've actually done – with that disgusting monument of garbage that was very poorly constructed, the new Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Everything they've done to that stadium is terrible. It is a disgrace. The haves and the have-nots, they've, they've fully made that aware that certain people are special at that stadium, certain people are not. People that like to, people that have bought their season tickets in between the Bases. That's my John Sterling voice where they constantly try to promote to sell those tickets. I don't know if people are actually buying those tickets or not or if they're all underneath eating all the free food, caviar, lobster tails, escargot, everything you want because there's a lot of open seats. Regardless, the stadium is not good. There are, there's, there's no juice, absolutely none. It's a terrible place to watch a game, and I'm a Yankee fan. I'd rather watch a game at Fenway Park any day over the new Yankee Stadium. But they did do something today. They did ban something that is starting to take over our society, and I'm glad society is fighting back immediately. Selfie sticks. The term selfie makes me sick to begin with. Can we just say I took a picture on my... A selfie! No. No. None of that. Stricken from the record. Now, these sticks, if you're not aware, you put your phone camera on a stick and you put it out in front of you so you can have an elongated selfie that you can show all your friends. First of all, there are two reasons why selfie sticks should be banned everywhere. They're dangerous. People are going to be stupid and walk into you, do things, knock people over, hurt people with them. And second of all, they're an eyesore and they make everyone look dumb. They make society look dumb. This is what the terrorists are looking at. The terrorists are looking at us saying, these are what these people do. That's, that's what they do. Look at them. I'd be sick too. If I wasn't part of this culture, and, and I looked at it from another country, forget terrorists, how about another country, saying, look at them. Look what they, what, what is that? They're like idiots. Not like idiots, are idiots. But they have been banned from Yankee games this year, and that is a great thing. I do not want to see selfie sticks Interrupt my 75-win New York Yankees. Going to be a rough year in the Bronx once again, people. A rough year in the Bronx. You know what? I don't, I don't want to keep you guys here too long. I didn't realize I've spoken this long. We're almost up to a half hour. Maybe I'll do something a little later on, early next week. Well, normally I like to try to get the podcast out on Tuesdays, but with so much uh, travel issues the past week or so that I've had, well, not really, well, unexpected traveling, I should say, not issues. I'm in Puerto Rico. I'm in the Caribbean while you're all sitting there cold, and you guys are saying, being like, this son of a bitch, this bastard's whining about his schedule as I sit here, and it's nearly April, and it's snowing, or it's cold, it's bitter, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's a tough life, like I said earlier. But 
Let's see if I can get a little more. I mean, this was a lot of ranting, but I hope you enjoyed it anyways. You can always follow me at BrianBuck13. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, on YouTube, on TuneIn Radio. And remember, you can subscribe to all those so you don't have to follow all of my tweets, even though I want you to, because they're all informative, all educated, all hysterical, all at the same time. You can't go wrong. All right, everyone. Like I said, I've kept you here long enough. Everyone have a great day, great weekend, and I'll talk to you later. I'm out of here.